A tree's beauty lies in its branches, but its strength lies in the roots. Today, we're going to discuss the roots of the mighty anvil. All that next. Check us out. Dear Lord, you are my smith god, forged me into the servant that you would have me to be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution and, tem and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. 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 So, Alan, uh, we got a special guest today. I, I call him special. We're usually going to have a guest on with us all the time. Yeah. Um, but I would say there's not a more appropriate guest for the first episode that we have for the Mighty Anvil. I agree. Um, I consider him one of my best friends. A He's a great leader, great communicator. And uh, whenever I think about him, I, I or whenever I need another perspective on mm -hmm. things, uh, he's definitely someone that uh, I call first. So, uh, you know, listeners, uh, we're going to figure that one out. But listeners, uh, welcome Chuck Phelps. Thanks, you guys, for letting me be here. I appreciate the the honors mine. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> he's also really humble, too. <laughs> yeah. I, he put a lot of pressure on the great communicator part of this. You know, it's uh, really just guys uh, having a conversation and kind of... You know, just recording it and that kind of stuff. So I like it. It's one of those things where uh, Alan asked me a couple of, uh, about a year and a half ago to join the weekend podcast. And I, I love like, that, by the way. You are <laughs> great. That's, that's, that. that's wonderful. Thank you. I feel, like, I feel like my part's got a little polishing to do, but uh, yeah, I'm getting there. And then, yeah, so I was really reluctant to do it. I think it was like the first part of last year. And um, for whatever reason, um, I said, okay, I'll I'll sit in and just throw in, uh, I'll be that back voice, because whenever I was listening to the podcast, it would be, I would be talking to him, and I was just like, okay, well, I'll join you on the recordings, right. and I'll just I'll just throw my two cents in every once in a while, but then it got to be, I'm really digging this, and then <laughs> we kind of, kind of shaped, you know, started shaping it up, you know, the way the format is on that podcast, and uh, then I just, I fell in love with it, and, you know, they... I don't know. Maybe it was a way of getting me started to doing something here. So, um, well, I especially like the was it the, it's the topic wheel, but it's called uh, the weekend the, que the, the weekend question wheel. Weekend yeah. question wheel. Yeah. I, I really like that. Some some great questions to think <laughs> bring some thought in there. I like those questions. I yeah. like the question wheel. It's got sound and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it tripped him out the first time. Yeah, I was like, wow, look graphics at this. This and look awesome. at that. That's, that's <laughs> a wonderful thing. Yeah. Well. uh you know, it was a day after Christmas, and um, one of the things that I was kind of sad on was the location that we used for record, or not for recording, but for meeting for almost 14 years now, mm -hmm. um, was Rudy's. Unfortunately, uh, they were closed until 11 o'clock this morning. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's that's kind of, that's where our location was. But Chuck, can, if you can start on telling us just how it, how it began and where it started. Absolutely. So... Um... We had a Easter service at the Dr Pepper Center, and we put together a security team for that because you know, it's a it's a 
kind of a foreign place for us to have church. So uh, there was nine guys that were a member of that security team, and we started to uh, went through Easter service. That was great. And uh, one of the guys said, hey, man, do you think that we could get together? And uh, I really need some guys in my life. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely. I'm all, I'm all about that. So the nine, <clears throat> we decided to uh, meet at his house, and uh, we were going to do a book study. And we started out with Man of God by Jack Graham. It was a great book to start with. And kind of like guys do, you know, we had eight of our nine show up the first night. And then we met every week. Um, the next week we had seven of the nine. The next week we had six of the nine. The next week we had six of the nine. The next week we had four of the nine. The following week we had three of the nine. And pretty soon it was just me and another guy named Terry Yow. And and Terry's Terry's no longer with us. Um, he got another job and moved away. It wasn't any right, like, right. nothing nefarious, like he got cancer or nothing. It wasn't like yeah. that. I don't you'll think that he moved on or anything like that. But uh, um, we were sitting there finishing up the book at Rudy's because we were no longer at the gentleman's house, and um, we had a guy come over from church and said, "What are y'all doing?" I think, "Well, we're finishing up a book study here." And he's like, "Man, I'd, be, I'd like to be a part of that." I looked at Terry. I said, "Man, if we don't open this up, you know, we're gonna we're gonna regret this." And so, we started inviting guys to come uh, on Saturday mornings, and uh, it it grew pretty quickly. We actually um, we actually grew on Saturday mornings to where we actually opened up a Wednesday morning, or excuse me, Thursday morning, and then we opened up a Wednesday morning, and then we opened up Friday morning, and so we had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday all happening at the same time, mm-hmm. and Really, there was no, there was no purpose behind us getting together other than to fellowship. You know, I, um, when we when we put that together, I never wanted it to be a legalistic thing. I wanted it just to be a place where we could create an atmosphere for guys to come together, because they have a hard time doing that for whatever reason. There's always a, some sort of measuring that goes on we between have, men. We do have multiple reasons for uh, sleeping in, or oh yeah, yeah, we find our reasons to absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But um, so we wanted to create an atmosphere where guys could come together and just just start to to fellowship you know and and sometimes we would go through the bible and actually in the beginning we, we i was afraid to have anybody take us through the bible because i didn't feel like we had any bible scholars enough to go through and say this is what i believe the interpretation is so we did a whole bunch of book studies you know uh the second one was every man's battle and i think we thinned out some guys on, on that book stuff. but but uh it was good man it was in and it grew organically and uh, Terry was actually the one that f- that um, formed the or coined the phrase the anvil because he was like you know this is where men get sharpened and you know so we're gonna this would be the place where guys can come and bang out against one another you know the the things that they're dealing with in life and so yeah. that's kind of how it started it was like I said f- almost fourteen years ago um, and uh, we've we've gone every weekend. Um, that Rudy's was open. Uh, I always said one, one weekend, Terry, we had a bad ice storm and Terry said, Hey, you know, listen, we're not going to meet. And I, I texted Terry back and I said, Hey brother, we're never going to give men a, and we're never going to give an opportunity for men not to meet. Mm-hmm. They have enough reasons on their own. <laughs> right. 
So he texted everybody back, said, "Hey, if you can make it, make it." And we had, you know, we probably had twenty five guys there that morning because they weren't I'm like, "Listen, it's their choice if they want to come, but we're not going to say, hey, we're not going to do this.'" So we've never missed a weekend in fourteen years. So it's been a great, it's been a great deal. It's amazing. You know, one of the things that you've uh, <clears throat> you've kind of instilled in us that it's not really a Bible study when inviting people; it's just you know, or inviting men. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that that is a key for some reason. I don't know why that scares some people away, but um, guys don't know. My good friend, Bick Whitener used to say the one of the greatest tragedies in our world is biblical illiteracy. Mm-hmm. Guys don't know the Bible. And so when you invite them to come and talk, talk about the Bible, they're like, eh, I'm good. Cause they don't know anything about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Are we? So, <laughs> well, no, but they think, yeah. you know, and so, you know, the idea behind this, look, I want you just come and have coffee. You know, and if you'll come and have coffee and we can start doing enough life together and hanging out together, I'll trick you into reading the Bible. I don't, I, mean, I don't care how I get you to read the Bible as long as, as long as I can get you there. But, you know, it's it, guys are intimidated by the Bible because they don't read it, you know. Yeah, you, you triggered something in my brain there. Um, I think, oh, this is what it was. For me, this podcast is intentional because, one, or one of the reasons is because I'm kind of, I, I am... I, I got some work on that area, right? And with something like this, when I'm driven to something that I really enjoy, I will put everything into it. So it also gives me another reason. I don't know if that's the best reason, but it is a reason, and it gets me where I need to be. As long as it gets you where you need to be, it's a great reason. <laughs> right? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, what was uh, what is you know one of the things that I I've been brainstorming this week, okay. and uh, I haven't talked to this with Alan yet, so kind of a but I'm I'm considering. Having you phone in, yeah, I'd like I'd like the the format that we had. So the format was Chuck opening it up, kind of a, a thought for the week uh, as he discussed life with his brothers. He would bring something, one of those conversations, into uh, the men's conference or the men's Rudy's, the right. Anvil, right. Um, and then we would open up. Then we would go to prayer and then separate into our our different groups. And uh, I thought, man, you know this this is the Anvil. This is, I want to keep that going. I don't know how we'll figure some, I got bacon candy on the, uh, meat candy on the right. table today, kind of bribe people. But yeah, we'll, uh, we're figuring that out, figuring this whole thing out. This is something I'm looking forward to. Yeah. The, you know, I, I never, <clears throat> when we, when we started that, I, I didn't certainly never wanted it to be about me and like, Hey, I'm the leader or anything like that. I, I wanted to be a facilitator. So I always we would set guys up at different tables and I said, listen, I mean, we can, you can call yourself a leader of this if you want, but really you're a facilitator. You're, you're the ones here to help guys draw things out that they need to, you know what I mean? And that they need to talk about because, you know, they lots of times they won't <clears throat> and they won't until they trust the people that are around them. So it was always, always thought of it being a safe place too. But yeah. So anytime I would open to kick it off, it was generally something that you know, something stupid that I've done that week. And I'd want, it's like, Hey, maybe you guys can uh, learn from my stupidity, you know? And so, uh, there was a whole bunch of those, uh, <laughs> stupid Chuck nuggets that, that fell out out there. Uh, Don't do this. See, but I think that's good though, because at the same time, <clears throat> it also lets guys know, like, you know, even though, you know, I'm sure some of the gentlemen look at you as like you, you created this and, even even with that fact, I think it's also important that um, you know some of the guys go well. He's not perfect either, you know, and not that it's a 
something great that you want to go, hey, look at this dumb thing I did. But at the same time, it kind of lets people know, like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm still a work in progress. I still Absolutely. need help. Like, we all do. You'll have to forgive me because I'm, <clears throat> I'm heavily into green lights. So there's <laughs> you say that, and there's a thought that comes from the book in that. And, you know, he says, McConaughey says that if we, no one can live up to the pedestal we put them on if we continually put them on the pedestal. Yeah. You know, we got to give them a little bit of break, right? So... You know, so, you know, I, I felt like I, whatever perception guys had of me, I gave them a chance to give me a break every week because, like, hey, here's some <laughs> stupidity. He's not, he certainly ain't got it figured out. Right. So, yeah, you had mentioned a second ago that you didn't want to make it about you. And I never really thought that, um, you know, you standing up there and opening it up, I never really thought that that was what the point of it Good. is. You have an amazing way of being humble and pe- speaking into uh, men's lives and, uh, never comes across as as it's you so yeah uh, and that is one reason why i'm drawn to you mm-hmm. and i know that i'm sure that you get a lot of phone calls from guys you know it might be once a day that you don't ever you, you've never met before but because you you do have that influence and uh man i just uh i really admire that thank you um you know when it came to uh, separating the tables and or it was you had a facilitator for each table right uh, I can tell you, well, I was going to go down one direction, but then squirrel. Um, I, I, I think I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going. Uh, the person who invited me uh, was John Vikitas. Yep. And uh, so he and I was, uh, you know, well, he he was facilitating the table. And then uh, it, it got too big. It mm-hmm. was uh, several people. So then you asked me to facilitate. And that was, I've always been one to... I'm not, I, I don't like the light. <laughs> I, right. I hide behind everything. Um, it's hard. You're a big dude. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't take like that compliment there. makes me very uncomfortable, you know? Um, I don't, I don't, I never really dealt with that, but uh, no. recently I've been challenged to step out of the shadows and, um, you know, kind of, and lead what, and be, you know, get my voice heard. And I also have to thank you for allowing that opportunity because you opened yeah. that door for me to do this. So if you keep coming to the anvil, we'll beat that out of you. So <laughs> yeah. it's okay. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, so what was the reason for uh, splitting the tables up? Well, <clears throat> I always, I always find that the bigger the group, the more a man can hide. You know, if mm-hmm. we, if if you have a table of about, or if you have a group of guys of about five or six then they're more willing to open up, especially once that they feel like things are safe because, <clears throat> excuse me, because guys, you know, every man has a measuring that he does against another man is how successful are you compared to me? You know, what, you know, how, how, how much, what's your physicality based, you know, against me, you know, we all measure one another, whether we think we do or not, we, we do. And when we feel like that we may be in a, in a, circle that is not um that we're inferior in quote unquote you know then guys will shrink back they will they will disappear into a group so if there's a group of 12 15 18 guys then it's easy for guys to shrink back and never never Mm -hmm. get anything out of it i mean they sit and listen but they'll they're they're not an active participant. They're not a meaningful specific, as Zig would say. You know, yeah. I mean, they're just a wandering generality inside of a circle of guys, and they never grow out of that. You know, what I mean, I mean, I shouldn't say they never grow. They, there's things they can take away, but there's they don't they don't share. And what that what guys don't understand is that when you don't share what you're dealing with, it doesn't help me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. just I mean, I, I may have dealt with that already, but it it you know it reminds me. One of my favorite sayings is that we need to be reminded more than we need to be informed. And so when I'm going through stuff and I have a brother that's working through it, it helps me. You know, so you know that 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 whole insignificant thing of hey, I don't get to, you know, I don't want to bother anybody with this or or whatever yeah you know that's not a it's not a good way to think about i mean marianne williamson says in her in her poem she says you know we should no one benefits when we play small is it is our light that liberates people you know i mean and so that's what god that's what guys got to understand if you know when I, plus, it's good therapy. You know, not one of the things I always tell about. Listen, and nobody here a psychologist, psychiatrist, or a therapist. You know, there might have been some, but no, we're all armchair if at best at that. Right? This is just you sharpening against me, mm-hmm. me sharpening against you. You know, and when we can work that out, then we can start to do some life together. Um, man, it becomes a it becomes a really good thing. Yeah, it does. Uh, I can't tell you how how important it has been in my life. And at, like, I've, I think you started right around Easter is what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was probably three to four months after that, that Vikita's got the invitation right. and then he, he took me the first time he went. So, um, and since then, I think the only times that I've missed is, well, let me, let me back this up. Cause I think this other part is important, but the only times I started missing were Thanksgiving cause we would be out of town right. or if I was sick, which was very rare. Right. But, uh, you know, I think it was uh, maybe two years ago that I did back away. Uh, I I got some feedback from my wife, and um, she said that, you know, you're never here when you wake up. and You know, I'm, you never wake up or with me. You're always out. And so um, I, I, I took that, and I was like, okay, well, I will find another, another avenue, which I, I did end up going to another Bible study or something, another book study at another time in the week. But on Saturdays for 12 weeks, oh, it was freedom, that first freedom mm-hmm. class that we went to. Um, but yeah, I went to, I started doing freedom and then I, I came back or, you know, stepped away from mm-hmm. uh, Rudy's for 12 weeks. And it was funny. Uh, Kenny Gammons, who you guys will get to hear next week. Um, That's all. He, yeah. <laughs> he called me or he texted me in the morning, goes, so uh, how you doing this morning without being at Rudy's? And I said, well, if it's. Me being up at six o'clock listening to my wife snore, I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> uh, I haven't told her that story, so hopefully she well, doesn't listen to this episode. But whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan, how did you uh, get to? Oh, uh, man. So at the time I'd been going, I'd, I'd done my church hopping at that point, and I found my home. And um, I remember running to a couple guys um, after service, and uh, James Goodwin, actually. Mm-hmm. James Goodwin was the first yeah. one. He he came to me and he said, hey, man, what do you do Saturday mornings? And I was like, oh, you know, I'd stay home with the wife. And I think actually this is before we were married. So I was like, oh, you know, I spend time with the fiance and, you know, um, just helping her out with whatever she needs before right. the baby shows up. And he's like, well, you know, if you get a chance, he's like, I, I, I think you'd really like showing up at Rudy's. I was like, what do you guys do there? He's like, and he, I don't want to say he said it was a Bible study. I think he just said it was a time for fellowship and brotherhood right so i said okay you know i'll check it out i was like what time do you guys meet like six in the morning i was like, Ugh. I was like well <laughs> yeah man maybe i'll check it out one day and i, I didn't for a while and then uh, another gentleman by the name of melvin i don't remember his last name 
Um, but he and James both came after me at after service and he's like, Hey man, we didn't see you at Rudy's. And I was like, Oh yeah, about that. It's, <laughs> it's real early. And then I said, well, you know, just check it out, man. Come, come by, check it out. You'd sit at one of our tables. If you don't like it, sit at another table right. next week until you find a table that you like. So I said, all right, I, I guess. So, um, I remember telling uh, my fiance at the time, I telling her about this and, you know, she was like, I think you should check it out. Like, why not? What do you got to lose? So right. I said, all right. So, um, yeah, I went and um, I don't think I, there's been a handful of times that I've missed. Uh, but, and I actually feel bad when I do miss because I'm like, ah, oh, man, I missed out on, I'm, I'm sure I missed out on well, that. Well, let me, let me, I'm sorry to interrupt, but what makes you feel bad about missing? Because I know that there's a takeaway, some takeaway there, whether it's from, you know, the, the speaker that we have that morning or um, just something in the table discussion. Right. I know that there's a takeaway that, that, that I could use. Maybe not immediately, but somewhere down the line. Um, and at the same time, like here now, I, I tell my, my I tell my wife now that like, you know, so I, I get home in the morning. She's like, so what, how was Rudy's? What did you guys talk about? And I can like, here's everything we talked about today. You know, we had this speaker in the morning. He mentioned these things, here these scriptures, and here's how it, I think it applies. And, you know, so-and-so said this, and, and this guy said this other thing. And I think those are really good points. And so I, I think that with me being able to, to recite all this, right. um, to me, that tells me I'm getting something out of it. Um, and then at the same time, I'm sure it makes my wife happy, you know, just to, and not, not, not for anything else, but the fact that like, you know, she's able to see like, well, he's, he's actually, he's growing spiritually. Right. You know, with other guys that are are going the same direction. Right. Uh, the the one thing that I the one thing that I, I want to add and and um and I know you are I know you are getting this too, but I think it's great that you can sit there and you think, okay, I missed I may have missed a takeaway mm-hmm. that morning, right? But I also want you to think of how did I not bring a takeaway for another ah, guy? Yeah. Because no one benefits when we play small. True, right. True. So, so you got something. We've, our pastors always said this, and we're less when you're when someone's not here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and that that morning or that meeting or whatever that you're in, um, you that it's different because you don't bring your one percent, you don't bring your dynamic to that meeting that morning or that whatever it is. So mm-hmm. when if we could all think that, Hey, there's something that I've got to, you know what I mean? To bring to this, you know what I mean? And, and not just again, as, as men, sometimes we default to, I ain't get that much to bring. Right. Yeah. You know, and I know that's not the case with you. I know it's not the case <laughs> with you, but, but you know, we, we default to that and, and we forget that how important we are. Why is it so easy for us to default to that? Um, I think that guys are, um, you know, we're, I, I don't know, I, where I grew up, I grew up in a little small town. It was like going through sports. Um, you know, you, you didn't, you know, you didn't, there wasn't no dance in the end zone or anything mm-hmm. like that. You just, you know, act like, you know, I was always told, act like you've done it before, you know? And so uh-huh. it was always squelched down. And so when you, when that thing, when, when those things when those opportunities to celebrate, those opportunities to bring some greatness to the deal, it, I felt like it was squelched down, and it, you know that's how we were, how I was taught, okay. right? Yeah. And um, you know, 
it, it's it's a part of being it's part of being humble. But in some of that too, there's a great book called The Art of Humility by R.T. Kendall. I just got that book. Yeah, it's a great book. But he talks about you know false humility. In that is false humility is just a, it's a sister to pride. Mm. You know what I mean? So when we think that we're being oh I'm I'm so humble. Uh, thank you for the compliment. And we kind of look down and, you know, like when we're undeserving, that's pride. That's not humility. It's pride because, you know, we, the, the greatest the greatest response we can have to a compliment is thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you for, for seeing that in me. You know, because I'm not able to see it in myself. But thank you for seeing it in me. Now I'm able to look at it. Now I'm able to look for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's a, I just think that's why, I mean, lots of times, or I can speak for me, is that I think lots of that was just kind of squelched down in my life, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I was just thinking of a Chuck Nugget. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's keep, let's keep uh, coin a phrase right here. Chuck I like nugget. it, Chuck, Chuck Nuggets. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but, the, um, can you get those a Bucky? You <laughs> <laughs> might be. You might get them a Chucky. Chucky, so. Um, you, well, I, I got distracted there we were talking about what were we talking about i'm sorry why guys why guys play small why guys play small um dang it it'll come back oh so unfortunate that was right. a good one. um yeah you it's so funny you do uh we you have gotten me into uh green lights as well and so mm. mcconaughey brings up a couple of uh, bumper stickers yep. and prescriptions and yeah i feel like uh, as much as you take away i think as much as I've gotten from you, um, I think Chuck Nuggets is. We'll have to figure something out here. <laughs> like a reconnaissance, right? Yeah, yeah. Reconnaissance. <laughs> ah, that was. I need to read this book. Man, <laughs> it, is, it is a good one. Um, I'm 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 brainwashed by it, I guess. We, yeah, it's yeah. We've spread it around. Uh, there's a couple of guys reading it right now. Man, I wish I could think of that. Uh, it'll come back. Um, we talked about why we split guys up because they play small. Uh, you did mention, I took a note, it, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I do take notes, you put, hit a key phrase, and that's how I get not squirreled. Right. Uh, but you, you'd already mentioned about uh, we're less uh, when you're not here, hmm. uh, and I think that you know that's something that you've, that you've instilled in me uh, when I've missed, and, and that the, what I'm trying to think of is right along that lines. But um, Well, I, I will say this too, the, <clears throat> the smaller the group is that when you can when you can develop into a group where it becomes really <clears throat> a tight a tight circle of guys right i mean our pastor always talks about you know who's your three you know and it's probably a it'll probably be a thing that i'll talk about all my life until they put me in the box or after they put me in the box even probably but you know it's just a way of guys i mean T.D. Jake says that if you have three people in your entire life that you can count on, you should count yourself blessed, you mm-hmm. know? And, and I, what we try to do is have guys have three guys in their life at one time, you know what I mean? Because, and, and three different voices, you know what I mean? So that whenever you're, you're sharpening, you're ambling against somebody, if I got everybody that thinks like I think, then I'm going to have, I'm, I'm counseling with fools, you know what I mean? So <laughs> you're the they, smartest guy in the room. Yeah, it's a bad room to be in yeah. then, you know? And so um, if that's the case, then I need to have three different types of voices in my life. I need to have someone that's a little more of an intellectual than I am. I need to have someone that's a little more of a joker than I am. And I need someone that's a little more caring than I am. That way I can, I can, 
anvil my thought processes off of three different guys. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I always, you know, our pastor always says that <clears throat> every man needs a spiritual father, a trusted friend, and a and a, someone that they're teaching. You know, a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy. Right. Um, I've always kind of taken that Barnabas role and tried to expand on that and say, all right, well, within this, I need to have three guys that I can call. And I always, this is what I always say about, I have three guys that I can call at three o'clock in the morning. And one, I know they're going to answer the phone. Um, Two, I can say, hey, brother, I need dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I need $10,000. Hey, I need you to come get me out of jail. That's happened. Um, Hey, I need... um, you know, I need you to help me bury the body, whatever it is, you know, and I know that they're going to show up, man. And, and because we've done enough life together and we're, we're tight enough in that, in that circle, um, that I know I could count on those guys, you know, they'll, they'll do everything that's in their power. You know, I mean, bury the body. Okay. You, you get the plastic, I'll bring the lime. Let's get it done. You know, type deal. Uh, by the way, for all the listeners, I've never done that. Don't worry. <laughs> well, you know, not that we're going to tell anybody about it. Um, you know, with your three, uh, Paul, Barnabas, Barnabas Timothy. Timothy. Timothy, I think you had a question on that, right? Yeah. So it, it, it's, the pastors explained to have it kind of set up that mm-hmm. way. I don't have mine set up like that. Right. Mine are more, now that I look at it, they're more, everybody's a Barnabas. Right. Um, how do I find somebody to speak into me spiritually? How do I find that person that I'm speaking into? Um, I think that it, I think that it comes, uh, both will both show up exactly the same way. You know, we, we've all heard that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, right? Mm-hmm. So same, same kind of deal. We, we, we get to choose who we're going to allow to speak into our life. Yeah. So we get to choose our spiritual father. They may not. They may not even know that they're our spiritual father. You know what I mean? Right. Um, there's there's a lot of guys that consider our pastor their spiritual father, but you know they're not going to lunch. But yet he's still able to speak into their lives by things that he preaches, the mm-hmm. the the podcast that he does, whatever that deal. So it's it's you actually. It's your responsibility to choose who you're going to allow to speak into your life, who's going to be that spiritual father in your life. Um, that person that's going to show up. Mm-hmm. Okay. For you to pour into that. It's going to, it's going to be the same way. Okay. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing about, I think that's also the thing about the three is that, <clears throat> you know, we, we have to choose those guys in our life. Um, one of the greatest revelations that came from this was that was how, my wife and her best friend became best friends because um, when when Laura first met Nora, um, you know, it was there was not a, an immediate connection, but N- Nora just kept, you know, she just kept trying to be around Laura. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and I don't mean that to, I don't want to paint Nora in a bad light in any way, but she just wanted that relationship with Laura. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was, it was kind of like Novocaine. It just works. You know what I mean, you give enough time, it works. And so she, she just, she was persistent because she wanted that relationship. And, and I tell guys all the time, you have to remember, if you want a relationship with somebody, it's your job to pursue that. They're doing all right without you. 
Yeah. You know, what, the, what you have to show them is how much better they'll be doing with you, you know, because mm-hmm. you bring greatness into the relationship. So, you know, I'm, the, you, you'll choose who you, who your spiritual father is. You know, you'll choose who's going to speak into your life that way. Yeah. But though, you know, you know, pastor also says, if you live a life that's has enough fallible excellence, then guys will, guys will become Timothy's to you. So you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you choose who you're going to, who you're going to follow and those will choose who follow you. And that's a, it kind of goes back to, it kind of sparks something going back to the opening about, uh, a tree's beauty is in its, uh, in its branches, hmm. and it's the, that's the fruit that draws people to you. Right. And uh, I think that's something else that we'll probably uh, have an episode on is, is how you, uh, you know, create that followable excellence. Yep. Oh, I think, and just as a nugget to go into that is that, you know, you need to be the same wherever you are. You know, consistency is the key to all long-term success. Our pastor would say. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so you, you know, if you're one way at church and a different way in the world, you know, going to work now. The world sees that. Absolutely. How does that, how does that draw people to, uh, God? I mean, that's what, that's, you're no different than me. You're no different than me. Right. (laughs) Right. Actually, I think you're probably worse than me. You know what I mean? Because you, you, you claim to be this, but I, you live just like I, I do. this other thing. Yeah, yeah. I live, you live. So I think that's what affects the millennials so much is that they don't, they don't see any difference in, in men, hmm. you know? Well, that's a whole new episode. It so is. Yeah. I'm going to try to bring it back <laughs> a little bit. Um, the thought that you're three, let's say you have a bunch of Barnabases, but at any given time, they can be a Paul or a Timothy too, right? Absolutely. So it's not just, you're not just looking for one guy that, that pours into your life. Yeah. That year three, one of your three can pour into your life where they can uh, glean off of what you've got. What should be. So, yeah, should be. That's, should that's, be. That's the idea. Okay. That, um, that inside that, inside, I mean, I, I don't, I don't do a lot of teaching to my pastor. Now, if he wants to know about construction or something like that, maybe I can help him with that, you know, <laughs> but I don't do a lot of teaching to my pastor, but yet, He's my spiritual father, right? Mm-hmm. Inside that circle of three, inside the Barnabas, you know what I mean? I mean, there's there's times where I'm I'm you know, I'm kicking Kenny in the nuts and there's times where Kenny's kicking me in the nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and asking me, Why are you thinking like that? You know? Uh that that doesn't seem like you. Or same thing with Don or same thing with Bill or same thing with Scott. You know, why are you why are you acting that way? You know, mm-hmm. and most times because I'm a stupid idiot, but, but, uh, you know, it's, a uh, yeah, it, it has to be sometimes within that circle, I'm Paul and sometimes I'm Timothy, Yeah, you know, but always I'm Barnabas should yeah. be. It's good. So next week, uh, we're going to be talking core values and goals. Uh, that's something that we're going through, uh, on this path of ours. Um, what are your top three core values, and and have you thought about your goals? I know that we got a couple of weeks to wrap it up. Actually, just one week, right? Yeah, it's coming quicker than we think. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, core values: honors first, uh, generosity second, excellence is third, and then and then um, loyalty. Um, I'm kind of the kind of the sheepdog man. I'm, I'm a loyal, loyal loyal dude. What do you? What's uh, so you got? Uh, honor and generosity. Let's go with honor first. Speak to that just real, real quick hit. Uh, honors, honor is the thing that makes everything else in your life work. You know, um, honor is, 
it is said said in the Bible before honor comes humility, right? And humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you do that and you put, you're willing to put people before you, not, not in a doormat type of way, but just you, you, you think more of someone else than you do think of what your needs are and, and things like that. Um, I think that that's one that's humility and with that will come, will come honor. People will hold you in high regard because of that. They will see, they will hold you in high esteem because they're seeing, they see that it's not all about you. You know I mean? Matter of fact, you're trying to make it all about them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, I think that's one of the, the big things. Well, that's a big thing for me. Uh, I, like I was saying before we started recording is when I'm writing out the, the flow of, of the, of the podcast, you know, I, I hear my voice first and I'm like, this is not just my show, you know, this is Alan's show. So I right. make sure that I contact him and then it's not just my show, but it, we do have, the intent is to have a guest on, uh, cause we can, we can anvil each other quite a bit, but when mm-hmm. it comes to the same thought process over and over again, we're trying to bring in uh, a guest each week. So um, and y'all are going to be blessed next week. Kenny's Kenny, awesome. Kenny's, Kenny's, Kenny is an amazing man. He's amazing man. Yeah. I would have to say we've been blessed this week too, so, Chuck. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, church life, how did that get started for you? Um, how much time do we got? We have a good story here. So, um, so my my oldest son, who's 26 now, was six years old. We had a we had a new one coming. Uh, actually, he was just here. And, uh, my wife said, we need to get in church. She was raised in church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not, um, <clears throat> I can't even say that we were creasters. You know, my mm-hmm. mom and dad didn't, uh, there was a time where my mom, uh, would take me and drop me off yeah. at the, at the little Baptist church in the little bitty town that we grew, that I was living in, but we were not, my mom and dad were not church people. And, um, <clears throat> my wife, you know, grew up in the church, in a Methodist church, her Dad was a deacon there every weekend. Um, and so she was like, we need to get our kids in church. I'm like, cool. So just after that, my son brings home a, like a little flyer that the lady across the alley had given to him. Uh, and it was a strike force flyer. And he said, Hey dad, I want to go to this. It's at my school. I'm like, okay, cool. And so I get to looking at the date and I'm realizing this is on a Sunday. I'm like, there ain't no school on Sunday. What's that all about? And so, <laughs> yeah. and so we go and uh, sitting there, and Strike Force gets up and does their thing. And I'm like, that's cool, breaking bricks, breaking ice, you know, bending steel. That's a really cool deal. And then Pastor gets up and starts preaching. And I lean over to my wife. I said, Baby, I think this is a church. She's like, <laughs> She's like, is that okay? I'm like, Yeah, I think so. And so, um, the first message that Pastor preached was uh, he's preaching along and. The, the catchphrase I got get from that is God doesn't want any more Christians. And I kind of looked at Laura and I looked, I'm like, what? God doesn't want any more Christians. Mm. Cause whenever my mom would drop me off at church, it was a Baptist church. And I ain't never heard a Baptist preacher say God don't want any more Christians. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was like, that's heresy. Yeah. Right. But what he said was God doesn't want any more Christians because there's people that came to Christ that are no different than they were 20 years ago when they came to Christ. Mm. And I'm like, he wants you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I was like, huh, okay. And so the following weekend we were gone. We went to Midland to see her parents come back that following. She goes, where do you want to go? We were looking, we were looking for a church. Yeah. So where do you want to go? And I said, 
well, let's go back to that school church. And she's like, why do you want to <laughs> school to... church? Yeah, because we were meeting this guy. I'd never seen yeah, a school yeah. church, right? Yeah. She said, why do you want to go there? I said, because he said, God, I don't even want Christians. I want to see what he's going to see ne- say next. Yeah. It's kind of like Howard Stern. He's the Howard Stern of the preacher world, you know, right. for me. <laughs> so we go and sit down, and he starts preaching again. And, and he says, everybody, turn around and look at the door. So we all turn around and look at the door, and he says, uh, if you don't like it here, there's the door. I'm like, whoa, wow. wait a minute now. Yeah. God doesn't want more Christians. If you don't like it there, hit the bricks. I've never heard that, right? He said, there's 12 tribes in Israel. If this isn't your tribe, go find your tribe. And then once you find your tribe, then get plugged in and do something meaningful within that tribe. Do something meaningful for the kingdom. Mm. And I said, this is my tribe. That was 20 years ago, you know, and so th- that's how we that's how we ended up at the church. Wow! <clears throat> I can tell you, uh, for the listeners out there, you're probably going to hear from Chuck a couple more times because I, I will <laughs> most definitely I will do whatever it takes because there's the stories. Uh, yeah, there's there is a reason why we hang around him. So, uh, but we are uh, running low on time, and uh, we got to get to uh, the mighty man path. So, absolutely, uh, Chuck, if you could pray us out, absolutely. Dearly Father, we come to you today. We give thanks for this day, Lord. It's the day that you've made. We'll rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, I thank you for this message that's going out. Lord, I thank you for, for Alan and Scott and that the, the blessings that they are to the men of this world. And Father, I just ask that you put your hand upon this podcast, Father. And we just ask that you would <clears throat> lead God and direct these, these men, Lord, and whatever they bring to this. Lord, that it would be a it would be a sweet scent into your nostrils, Lord, and it would be soft to your ears. And Father, you would honor these men for the for the mission that you've put on their hearts, Father God. Lord, the word says that this this thing that you've started that you will finish. And so, Father, I pray over these two men right here that they will they will continue to expand this anvil, Lord, that they would continue to help sharpen men uh, for. You know how how badly we need it in this world. Your your word says that you look to and fro across the entire world to see who is loyal to you so that you can put your hand upon them and show yourself strong on their behalf. Lord, I ask you to stop right here every week and put your hand upon these men, Lord, as they as they put together a, a, a podcast that can change men's lives. Lord, we love you, we magnify you, we give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise you so richly deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Wow, uh, the bar has been set. Definitely set. Well, it's easy. It's the first one. so (laughs) (laughs) You have no no frame of reference. Kenny's going to knock it out of the park next week. I'm telling you. Yeah, so uh, next week we look forward to hearing uh, Kenny Gammons. We're going to talk about core values and goals. goals. Goals and core values. Hey, so get yours ready. So uh, we would like to hear some in, in the comments section. What are your goals? What are your, some of your core values as well? So Yep. So if you have any questions or comments, uh, feel free to email us at the, or sorry, at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail.com. Right on. Y'all stay blessed. We'll talk to you later. Later. And thanks, Chuck. That was awesome. That was wonderful. <sighs> okay, let's do a little housekeeping. First off, I need to give credit to the episode's opening quote. It came from the Canadian philosopher Nichua Deliweo. I just wanted to say that it was a tough name for me to pronounce off the off the cuff earlier, and uh, definitely need to give him some credit there. Next, we're going to be reading the book Soulcon. So, in the show notes, there will be a link to purchase the book through Amazon. So look for that. One of my favorite books. It's made an impact on my life. 
It's changed the way that I do things, the way that my discipline goes through each day. It's just a great read. And finally, if you listen to podcasts like I do, you know a couple of them have specific names for their listeners. We're going to have a little contest. In the comments section of the podcast, give us an idea for what we should call the listeners of The Mighty Anvil. If we use your suggestion, there's two Cinemark tickets in it for you. It's also much appreciated if you like, subscribe, and comment. And, you know, even share this podcast with your friends, especially if you find value in it. We hope to encourage you in our walk together. And if there's anything you would like for us to discuss, please let us know. Keep pounding away.